Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jesse Thorne, uh, vacationing in Austin for the South by Southwest Festival. Uh, maybe vacationing isn't the right word for it. A working vacation. He's probably having a good time. Uh, but uh, next to me in the booth this week, uh, two very capable guests slash co-hosts. Uh, first, we have a stand-up comedian and uh, author of the new young ab- <laughs> adult book, Crap Kingdom, D.C. Pearson. It sounded like you were going to come up with like a weird name for what, like kind of like, a, like, a, like a new chi- young a bunch book like, or something like, like chick that. Like chick Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you were going to name a new right. uh, genre a real young a book. <laughs> An I can read along book that's accompanied by <laughs> sure. a tape and you turn the page when a chime sounds. A collection of Tina words. <laughs> words yeah. for teens. Uh, it's just the, the new... word mall over and over again. <laughs> and then at the end it says LOL. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, it's, a, it's just, a, it's just uh, 300 pages of emojis. <laughs> that's good. The collected works of Japanese teenagers. <laughs> uh, yes. It, oh, in case we didn't say the name. Crap Kingdom, yes, your new young, young adult, adult novel. Uh, novel. Uh, yeah, uh, it just came out this past Thursday, March seventh. So it is out and available on on and in bookstores, on e readers, uh, on on Amazon, and on on online wherever other, fine books wherever are fine sold. books are sold. As I've been saying, <laughs> occupying the third chair this week is a uh, another stand up comedian and someone who may or may not be hosting a podcast on this very network sometime soon, uh, Cameron Esposito. Cameron, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. And I just want to clarify before we start the show, I'm the you, right? Because, I, I mean, D- DC's here. I don't want to have any confusion. Like, you're the Jesse I th- today, I mean, but I'm the you. As I mean, an, I think DC clearly... As an egomaniac. Okay, because I just feel like I have some improv training, and I know uh-huh. that DC does as well, but I, I just sure. really feel like... I, I'm, I'm comfortable defined... on stage at the UCB. Yeah. Um, I can curl my hair if you want me to. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to say, maybe we should just preempt JJ Go this week uh, for a new podcast, The Weird Hair Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We all yeah, do have the most have fucked up hair. interesting hair. Of like yeah. any comics there are. Way to go, us. Yeah, we really did it. Everyone else is, is uh, a coward. As you know, far as I think concerned. so too with their conservative mm-hmm. usual haircuts. Uh, just last night I was at a show and I was wearing a baseball cap when I got on stage mm-hmm. and then I was talking about how there was a bunch of other lesbians in the show that had long hair, which I was like, what's going on with you ladies? Then I realized the audience thought I too was a long-haired lesbian, so I took off my cap to reveal the side mullet really worked in the room. Wow. I want you to know Slade, people had to leave it. I mean, I bet that's like that sounds to me kind of like the stand-up comedy equivalent of the last scene of The Usual Suspects. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, it was a it was kind of like a I'm reading my tattoos and mm-hmm. like, "Oh, now I understand what this entire movie has meant." You know, like kind of a memento sort of a Sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh guys, I was, oh, yeah, yeah DC. I was, wait, I'm sorry. I haven't seen Usual Suspects. Why what happens at the end? Um uh, everything works out just <laughs> fine. I was kidding. I have seen it. Chaz Palminteri. I have seen. Mouth kisses Kevin Spacey <laughs> Ooh. for an uncomfortable amount of huh. time. Interesting. Yeah. It's and a then, lot of fun. And then Kevin Spacey is uh, sort of Southern. <laughs> right. I didn't. I, hadn't, also, I still haven't seen. How, yeah. yeah, I still haven't seen House of Cards, uh, which I should get that. That should just be my. I should tweet that every five hours. I feel like still haven't just seen to it. let people know. Still haven't seen it because uh, Twitter does really seem like it's more become a vehicle for people letting you know whether or not they've seen House of Cards and if so how far <laughs> they are into it. Twitter should just be called Have You Seen House of Cards dot com. 
uh, but I, I haven't seen it. But then I saw like a promo for it or something, and uh, I, I, I didn't realize that Kevin Spacey had a southern accent. And then yeah. I think as soon as I saw that, I was like, I can wait another month. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Not only does he has a – here's something that might make you yeah. wait two months. Right, exactly. He has a southern like, accent and periodically talks to the camera. Like, yeah, Which like, nobody had warned me about, but when I did see that, I actually mm-hmm. had to stop it for a second, throw my hands up and walk out of the room. That being said, <laughs> there is hope for you. I watched yeah. it in one day. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. it was a very dedicated day. I'm yeah. not trying to say it was a day where I got anything else done or where I closed my eyes at all within a 24-hour period or that I felt Were good you coming down weeks. off something? <laughs> I just I – was, I was having – I got back from – uh, hosting a, uh, a burlesque show in Chicago over Valentine's Day, and so it was a lot of nudity, real hot women. Mm-hmm. My adrenaline was going, you know, oh, because wow. when I'm around women that are naked, right, sure, and their bodies are perfect, mm-hmm. but my job is just to host for them. I just feel like I got to stay very professional, but sure. it's hard. I'm a, you know, I'm a man. I have needs. Um, <laughs> sure. So I mean, it would be very unprofessional of you to stop the show to motorboat. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> well. Because there's, again, there's different sort of, just like you want there to be very, like, uh, particular, like, Confucian, like, roles that we each, and, like, archetypes that we each fall into on this particular program. In the burlesque hosting world, there's a very specific, you have one person hosting, they stay very sort of, like, you know, just professional and together. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, the cartoon wolf that's basically just supposed to come out and go, wow, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they spin a bow tie. Um, yeah, so, so what, so, yeah, what? How do you behave when you're hosting a burlesque show, I guess? Do you do you have to be straight-laced so as to create a kind of, you know, caveat to the nudity? You know, I think that because Caveat's I'm, the wrong word. Counterpoint? You know what I mean. I counterpoint, think, yeah. Oh, yeah, counterpoint. <laughs> so it's like there's yeah. nudity and then Cameron just yeah. starts reading uh, the Bible. Like, transcripts of <laughs> I put on more Supreme clothes. Court That's decisions. what I do. I just put on jackets. Ooh, yeah. Jack- Ooh, yeah. No, you know what? I Here's what I, I think I... I'm, as a lady, I think I'm in a privileged mm-hmm. position because sure. uh, it's not like – I don't think I'm very Yeah, I know about the glass. I've heard about the glass yeah. ceiling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean in this – this is the one place in right. the whole world, <laughs> in the whole entire world. Uh, but I, there's not – I don't think I can be super creepy. It's really hard for me to be creepy because I'm like smiley, sure. kind of small. So I just, uh, I just tell the audience the truth, which is that I'm having the best day of my life. <laughs> I just tell the audience you're meeting me in the best moment of my life, guys. And all these women are beautiful, and I'm excited about it. I'm real happy. Yeah. So last week on the show, we had a caller call in uh, someone from Portland, uh, which uh, is now an extraneous detail. Once I finish the story, because (laughs) if I didn't say it, you would just assume this is happening in Portland. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone who went to a Weird Al themed burlesque show. Um, Wow. And and we didn't get a lot of additional information about it. I think mm-hmm. the assumption was that people were playing, you know, like the Weird Al video characters. Your Amish guy from Amish Paradise, your sure. fat guy from Fat. Uh, did this particular burlesque show that you were at have a theme? Well, it didn't have a theme because it, this particular show is is run by a gal named Michelle Lamore. You might know her. She's the ass that goes pow. That's her. Uh, oh, okay. That's her, uh, her tag. That's the ghost. The Sounds most, familiar. Yeah, the Sounds most. Sounds familiar. Okay. Um, but so she's this uh, kind of nationally renowned, even internationally renowned star. She comes here to Los Angeles sometimes, and mm-hmm. she does uh, Lucha Vavum. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of that show. But also, you know, I prefer the ass that goes cool it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the RA ass. Oh, <laughs> right. Keep R. it it's quiet hours. <laughs> she is the ass that goes pow. Mm-hmm. Her big. Her I wish my ass made an automatopoeia. My, mine goes pow, but for different reasons, I think, sometimes. Uh, hey, you, after, after, after Achilles. There hey, you go. Um, I was just going to yeah. say beans because yeah. I'm seven. 
Her big claim to fame, not, I mean, she's done many other things, but she was sure. on America's Got Talent a bunch okay. of years ago. And this was when David Hasselhoff was still hosting. Mm. And she had this uh, piece that she had choreographed to the Knight Rider theme song. Okay. And For somehow sure. America's Got Talent also secured the rights to Kit, the talking car. Wow. And so you can look this up on on YouTube. It's like really amazing. So David Hasselhoff. I'm doing it as we speak. Is, I'm yeah. ignoring the rest of your story. <laughs> I like that you're making it sound like a git. <laughs> they somehow managed to have appear on television right. the talking car from Knight Rider on a show that David Hasselhoff hosts, probably on the network that Knight Rider was originally on. But they the easiest thing in the world. Locked it down. They no, were saying something. No, come on. They this managed to get amazing. the Bonanza theme <laughs> no, music. <laughs> it is you amazing. Guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm you not saying it's not amazing. Joy I'm just, is my problem. <laughs> right. We're, we're cold. Yeah. We're dead inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. So, actually, before you continue the story, what, I guess I don't remember the Knight Rider theme music, and I can't, I can't think if it's even good for stripping. Can you Knight guys? Knight Rider, um, you'll get caught up in the oh, right. Knight Rider. Yeah. And then the kid just goes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> And then they're are, in a volcano for some reason. I think you guys are thinking of the Burger King Kids Club, actually. I think that's oh, there. Oh, okay. We are night Riders, 10 million strong, <laughs> night Riders. Oh, I've just been sued by the KNX 1070, Night Rider. <laughs> Playing all your talking car hits of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. Night Rider, KNX, KNX 1070, Night Rider, warning you that this isn't a good idea. <laughs> was Knight Rider a buzzkill? I never saw the show. He was, yeah. Okay. He was like he was the he was kind of the Spock to Hasselhoff's Kirk, right? I mean, he was Knight yeah, Rider was more sensible. Also voiced by Mr. Feeney. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. so it's that guy being like, "Get back to class, David," or you whatever. Should meet, you should meet show. World. Yeah. <laughs> Why exactly. won't you meet World? Didn't I'm make, sorry, Cameron. You were saying did, okay. No, that's all. So uh, the theme song, I think, goes like like it's a it's it's all instrumental. Okay, a lot of. Anyway, my point is, yeah. car comes up from the from the stage, from middle hell. of the stage. <laughs> car comes up from hell. It was. And then, <laughs> and, and, and we're God, all, and we're then, all abomination such as talking cars will go. I should not be. According to my gr- great uncle, the preacher, <laughs> the conservative anti-talking car preacher. <laughs> that would be funny if there was just like a su- southern preacher who made like sci-fi conventions <laughs> his thing. Like, woman shall not lay with alien. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Planet shall not be overrun by apes. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry, continue. No, that's uh, that's all. There's so she comes out. She's wearing a mechanic's outfit. Mm-hmm. She takes off underneath a woman's body, mm-hmm. hers even. Oh, right. Wow, okay. the, Great. The ass, I like it. The that's ass lucky. that you've heard of that goes pow. And uh, the best part of so it's an amazing performance. She's laying all over the car. The car's talking to David Hasselhoff. He's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Brandy, who's another judge, X's her out. <gasps> what? Can't Brandy? stand the female competition. So in this oh, way, it then boy. becomes kind of this like anti-feminist yeah. piece for a little bit. And then you kind of have to deal with that. Brandy starts singing, the car is mine. Yes. <laughs> car is mine. Monica well, appears. Think, they right. somehow yeah. got Monica. <laughs> they somehow landed Monica. Two gets. Two huge gets in one show. You guys are... You guys are apparently not as interested in the same kind of celebrities that and I And then, boom, I, for I, me, I the biggest doctors. celebrity on that Two show is Two of the three Kit, original the spin doctors. I am very interested in all of those celebrities. I just also like acknowledging like that part of why I'm interested in them is because <laughs> they literally picked up the phone and said, I'll do it. Yeah. No, but the card, and, this is like all the stuff that I would be interested in in a show is like is just a woman dancing in front of like sure. the original puppet that was the Terminator. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> right. like that, that, there could 
couldn't be a bigger get for that, me than that. That I weird owl imagine. from Clash of the Titans. Yeah, right. It's like the original like puppet a... from Jim Henson's Salmon Friends, the precursor <laughs> to the Muppets. Yes. And then a woman yes. from Portland is yes. just rubbing it all over her areas. Yes. That's my best thing. I can't. Um, what, uh, that one, sounds great. One question about the ass that goes pow. Yeah. Does, she, it, does her act involve a lot of ass work? Like, does she have a signature ass move, or is that just kind of a, a, a cute title for cute it's title? It's just sick? like. A highly visible, and she does go ahead and know how to shake it. Sure. I mean, you won't you won't watch that and say, "What a relax." You actually have to be certified by Uncle Luke from Two Live Crew if you want to have a sort of ass honorarium like that. He right. has to. They're, you're there in a studio, very much like this one. She comes in in front of a mic. Uncle Luke is out there in front of a lot of scientific equipment. Mm-hmm. She makes her ass a go big reel to reel computer. Yep, exactly. That goes back. <laughs> yeah. Print out. out. Yeah, prints out of like a, a ticker tape yep. thing. He looks at it. He holds up the light. He's like, "Yep." Ask goes pow. She can call herself that. Um, gosh, this is such a this is such a, a a nice segue into something that I that has been on my mind lately on the subject of female nudity. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever driven down uh, Santa Monica in the kind of West Hollywood area, uh, area and seen this place called the Paris House. Is that? Come in, is that when you guys have lived in LA? I'm have you seen this? I mean, I'm sure I've, I've probably driven past it, but I don't. It's real nondescript, it. and I, 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 it only has been on my mind because I, I live very close to it. It's called the Paris House, and it's in this very nondescript building, and it's in an area of West Hollywood where you would go to buy like a papaya and a CD of mazurka music. Okay, like, yeah. It's, 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 it's not close to anything cool. It's not close to anything happening. It's just like Russian grocery stores. Sure. And like... E-cigarette outlets. Uh-huh. E-cigarette outlets. And which are also buckle. recording studios. Yes. I find that there's a lot of crossover recording studios in that part like, of Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, recording studio <laughs> slash headshot thing slash weed dispensary. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like a place you would go, not a hookah bar because that's too fun, but no. a place to go get hookah equipment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hose or two. Yeah, right. A replacement hose. Yeah. It's like you'll, there you will find the Hank Hill of hookahs instead of propane. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so this Paris year's House. your Dracar Noir 2000. <laughs> um, so there's this place called the Paris. And this is this very, you know, kind of nondescript brick building. I never see anyone buy it. They have a very big parking lot that never has any cars in it. And it says something like, it says something like adults only nude girls. Mm, uh-huh. um, and it's, and, and you know, it is Checks in, out. you know, it is in complete visual contrast to every other kind of Hollywood strip joint. It doesn't have the girls, girls, girls neon or the, you know, it's just this simple kind of plain brick building. And I've always driven past it and gone, that's kind of weird, but but never given it any thought until I was walking by and saw their hours. Uh, Paris House is open from noon to 8 p.m. What? And now I can't stop thinking so about it. Like Why the, does this strip joint wow. close at the 8 p.m.? early bird special of nudity. Right. It's like where Grandpa <laughs> goes after Sizzler when he wants a lap dance. He's gotten his steak and shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's so it's that. Or this is the other theory that I've come up with about this yeah. place is that I think everybody – not everybody, but you know, a strip club patron. Right. The ideal situation for a stripper I think other than I'm a fun tattooed Portland gal who's maybe hoping to write a screenplay about this mm-hmm. uh, is the like I'm doing this – to get through medical school or I'm doing this to get through law school or something. I mean, you never want like, oh, I'm just a junkie. You know, you never want that as your stripper backstory. 
maybe this is the place where that those hours just support that backstory so well. <laughs> oh, I've got studying to do. I've got midterms tomorrow. Uh, so I have to be home by 8.30 See, I think at that's the a latest. Very, I, first of all, I applaud your rosy outlook on that. Yeah, no to kidding. me, when, if I, even when you were just describing that to me a second yeah. ago, I automatically go to like this kind of James Bond, but the grittier kind of underworld situation mm. where it closes yeah. in air quotes at eight. And then almost the entire building, oh. like there's a book you pull from <laughs> uh, like a library that's in there. And then it just zooms around. And then it's just like a like a really dirty, like taken Sort yeah. of a, See now, Jordan, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? It almost makes me more where, yeah, like nervous. Where a Saudi like prince would go to bid on a team. What's going on in there after eight? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not a, open, but mm, for a right. price. You know? Someone's daughter is in the middle of some kind of panopticon situation where good. she's being bid on by yeah. you know Malaysian billionaires. Now, I'm not even saying that this business is like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that if you were describing another business that I don't live in the same town as, where somebody could theoretically yeah. hear me say that it's a front. I would say about that business, yeah. that, yes, exactly what Cameron just said. It sounds like a front for something else. It does. But, and then one has to wonder, because you feel like fronts are typically like, oh, it's a coffee shop or it's a bar. or it's <laughs> yeah. a, What happens when your front is, is that you're a is, is already a suspicious <laughs> thing, right, something right. that people yeah, would. Yeah, it's a methadone clinic. It is. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, like a really you – know right. you know what I want to just take as a Please. sidebar here Please. is uh, the fact that when Taken came out mm-hmm. as a movie, nobody was talking – I didn't see it for like a really long time because I wasn't – yeah, in no, it? I mean, Taken has been, it has had this weird afterlife, you know? It's been like, right, yes. Yes. No, I was just saying, nobody was talking about how crazy sinister that movie is. Because totally. everybody was talking about, like, oh, Liam Neeson's such a tough guy. But, like, the actual themes in that movie are so over the top terrible. Yeah. Like, he saves his daughter, I guess, but you meet. Hundreds of other women that are vomiting on themselves that he does that are not see being save. traded for a diamond right. uh-huh. that are just like who gives a shit about those other gals? Liam Neeson's here today. Like, yeah, I yeah. want to see the other nine hundred ninety-nine movies of those girls' fathers <laughs> incompetently <laughs> trying to find them, like going to like the oh, local played like, by like Dave Thomas, <laughs> right. Larry Miller, right. <laughs> going to like the card and game store in their town. Just being like, Is Cindy here? No. no? All right. Well, gosh, she's. We just I'm, haven't heard from I'm her in a while. I'm guessing she's been taken. Yeah. <laughs> just haven't heard from her. In a I while. have a very particular set of skills. They're all spreadsheet skills <laughs> and a little bit of model trainery. Yeah, right. Yes, model trade painting. <laughs> I um, have a very specific set of skills that make me just a fine person to have taken their daughter. <laughs> right. It's cool. I'm, I'm the guy whose daughter you want to kidnap. <laughs> I am incompetent. <laughs> there's a glowing sunny. End to that movie. Yeah, I mean, she the daughter gets singing lessons from a famous singer. It's like if Precious just ended with like actually uh, that actor getting the Academy Award. Like if the movie was extended <laughs> and it pulled right. back and cut. And, and the end Great was job. Like Picture I can't rap, believe. Gabourey. And then someone and then someone's on the phone. Gabourey, you've been nominated. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, thank God! Because and if she's I had to go through that right yeah. from set yeah. to the Academy Shopper Award to Hollywood. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it, uh, but I do think that 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 taken. I think part of the reason it was successful is because it, like a lot of very successful American enterprises, i.e., Law and Order, SVU, mm-hmm. contains just this giant Ghostbusters two style pink river of like evil sexuality. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. evil, deviant, violent sexuality that I feel like a- a- appeals to the like ex Puritan part 
of the American subconscious. Right. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. where your mom, your dad, anyone in middle America is like, yep, I want to see that. That seems like it contains a lot of weird sexual violence. <laughs> just... like, Why are we like that? But it, they seem to do very well. I don't know because also, I mean, SVU, I think as a woman, there's a really – there's like a great – it's wonderful to watch that show as a woman because there's always a payoff. Like the right. bad guy always gets caught. They only show you one victim at a mm-hmm. time. It's yep. like, here's her terrible story and everything bad that happened to her. Number one, the cops are friendly. Number two, one of them's a lady as well. She's been there. She, yeah, gets, she gets it. it. And then they're like sitting together just like, we'll get through this together. They're always holding hands. Like she's mm-hmm. holding hands with the police officers and they make it through the whole process. Mm-hmm. And I felt like when it, people were talking about Taken, it was – I don't know. I – I really feel like it was also the opposite of the Avengers, which is all about like the fluffiest like the aliens are wackadoodle, you know, like <laughs> they've yeah. got a magic cube that does something. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? End of the sure. world. End of the schmurl. Yeah. You know, like this very funny. I don't know. I I kind of that is it is the most low stakes, high stakes movie lowest. ever. Lowest. I mean, the end is like jokes and pizza. <laughs> yeah. or whatever they do yeah, at the end. Sure. The aliens damaged the <laughs> diner. I'll I, I'll I'll just say so we're not barraged with emails. We know they were getting a shawarma. I, okay. Yes, so they're getting shut the a shawarma. Fuck up. Anyways, uh, right. I know exactly what you mean. Well, I think. Oh, I think what what taken is, and it's amazing. It's like I think that SVU. Is like a horror movie for your mom. Sure. Like your mom would never sure. go see, you know, a paranormal activity right. or a what have you. But you know, all those mom fears are contained within an episode of SVU. It's like she went to college, and then uh, the first time she put a rave drug in her mouth, yes, she was exactly. immediately, you know, it's right. just totally. And taken is that for your dad? It's yes. like you know, my bitch ex wife lied to me, but she was really going to see you too. Pick a cooler band, by the way. Yes. Come on. Uh, and then, and as, and as soon as she got off the plane, immediately sold into sex slavery. Like that's your dad's. Actually, given how, given how old that actress actually is, she probably would be indeed. That too. is absolutely no, true. I was... God, did you see Taken Two? By the way, she's basically forty now. And like, <laughs> Dad, what? A, where's my mom? Dad, I saw Rattle and Hum in theaters. <laughs> I was, I was so upset. Also, at the slap in the face to Famke Jensen. Yes, Jensen, Jensen, Jensen. Uh, uh, Schwerma, Famke she... Schwerma. Yeah. <laughs> Which is her business that she opened. She's right. Fomka Jensen's Fomka Swerma. The Phoenix is reduced to like a terrible ex wife that yeah. doesn't get to do anything cool. And it, yeah, it has just that. Maybe she married that like emasculated little yeah, wiener exactly. who's like, maybe we can get her back with our accounting. Like, Lucy's <laughs> like, fuck that. I'm going to punch all the throats. Right. <laughs> terrible stuff. Right, exactly. If I can find some discrepancy in the, these papers that the, t- the sexual <laughs> right. terrorists have filed. Yeah, then right. we can have the UN declare sanctions on them. And, <laughs> we'll uh, never, we'll never get anywhere by punching throats. I'm gonna get on my laptop. Yeah, it's just everyone's the like weirdest stock. Mm-hmm. I can get their Wi-Fi canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're right to draw that, that, that because well, yeah, exactly. But also the thing I love about Law and Order is it's very clearly written by some very well-intentioned, probably sure liberal. Like 55-year-old dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even though there is a certain amount of like, hey, rape is real and sexual assault is a thing and whatever, there's also like, yeah, but 
your daughter shouldn't, like you were saying, like shouldn't be going to a rave necessarily. Right. It's like, right. She she went to that pot party. and You mean she made friends at college? <laughs> she deserved it. Right. Yeah. She did something. So there is studying. a weird kind of like, and there is always that weird like dialectic that's going on in between the characters yeah. of Law and Order that you can also imagine going on in the writer's room itself where it's like, I don't know, computers should be banned. They're basically rape tubes. Wow. Right. You know what's so funny about that is as a woman, I have a completely different read really? on it. Really? Which is that like. Please. As a woman, I think constantly your entire life you're just like, well, there's a possibility this could end terribly. (laughs) So that's just a move – or that's a show that's just about all of the thoughts that you have every day. Just like, I'm going to go get a donut in here, but – Anything could happen. You never know. know. Yeah. And that's what the show is. It's like, Fair enough. So just so you know, wa- being a woman, just watch Law and Order SVU. That's okay. what it feels like. It feels like you're constantly oh, so like, it is that kind I feel of like, like a child that's being assaulted by a clown. Like, it's a safe 40-minute space for you to like just purge those anxieties. Yeah, it is. I think so. And also, like, hey, welcome. You know, come on, take a visit. All right. See what it's like. <laughs> Thank you. Sit, sit, I your, appreciate sit it. your little buns that, down. Sit those... your little asses that go pow right down. <laughs> right. And take a little gander through the old uh, horror. House, <laughs> the, the house of horrors that is being a woman. Yeah. Just walking the anxiety, <laughs> the anxiety parade So what you're saying is that, like being a woman is like being inside the Insane Clown Posse's dark carnival. Yeah, right. it's like, it's constantly just like, I know that the I know that my door is locked, but what if they came in through the skylight? Right. Mm. You know, that's exactly what it's like. And that's Which they mostly do on they that show. They often come, come in, through in through the, the skylight. skylight. Yeah. So it's just a big anti-skylight screen yeah, is what it is. is. What if I don't think I have a skylight, but they've installed like a phantom skylight that just looks like yeah. another ceiling panel. Maybe you're, maybe you're uh, a crooked landlord just painted over the skylight. Yeah. Wow. Now you guys are thinking like women. I like this. Oh, you're yeah. Like this kind of... Thank you. I just menstruated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back uh, in a bit on Jordan Jesse Go. It's the Weird Hair Bunch. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Cameron Esposito, side mullet. Uh, D.C. Pearson, Pope of Getting Down. Oh, that's a cool one. <laughs> I like that one. The black smoke has uh, has been seen over the Vatican. And it turned into a fucking disco ball. <laughs> D.C. Pearson emerges. It's, 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 really, it's really ironic that the Pope of Getting Down uh, has to be celibate, I think. Mm. Yeah, but he is celibate so that everyone else can... Oh, you know what so, I mean. So as Christ, oh, like as Christ suffered mm-hmm. for our sins. Oh, like a DJ? You mean like he? He's not dancing. Yeah, he's, he's playing like, the album. He's the DJ. You know, he's exactly he's controlling the, it. the DJ of celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we, God is a DJ. And as as yeah. songs have told me that he is. Yeah. The Ma- saved is that a Madonna Madonna song. God I is a DJ. Don't no, it's think a, that's I think Madonna. it's a Pink song. Oh, life is a highway. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> that's you're thinking of. Yeah, you're thinking of every rose. Every rose has, has its thorn. thorns. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. every rose kisses Sting <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the weird spot on his yeah, face. That's right. Like how I call that a weird spot. Uh, DC Pearson, yes. of course the uh, of course the author of the new young adult book Crap Kingdom. Cameron Esposito, of course, uh, may or may not be the host of a podcast on the Max Fun Network sometime in the future, or past, or never. <laughs> There's no way to tell. How's that for KG? There is a uh, somewhere in the in the multiverse a universe in which she is right. There is one where she was but isn't anymore. <laughs> There's one where she's going to be. Right. But, and who's to say which universe? And which this one is. do we live in? Exactly. That's right. Wow. This is an Earth Two situation. I was right? going to say <laughs> this is a great episode of Sliders. <laughs> 
I think, you mean oh, an episode of Sliders? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordan beat me to it. Yeah, but you know, we were inevitable. Sure, uh, old Six Gun Morris, <laughs> quick on the draw, fastest, <laughs> fastest sliders, <laughs> fastest sliders praiser in the West. Right, my my. My big, uh, the big uh, dilemma for me will be when I have to actually take down Jerry O'Connell. Wow. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, may I add this as a, as a? I was watching the my girlfriend, my beautiful girlfriend, sure. uh, Rhea Butcher, who's also you guys uh, know that that lady. She recommended that I rewatch the uh, debut mm-hmm. episode of Sliders just because it's a really great moment he like goes to a different world and to prove that he's in a different world everything is just backwards like it's not a <laughs> it's not like a super alternate universe where it's just like right. he has a podcast in one and then another one he doesn't it's like all the stuff is like john f kennedy's still alive and red lights mean green lights it's everything is just one 100 percent. so the flipped. logic that leads yeah. a red light to a green light <laughs> yeah. Also leads to yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald's assassination yeah. failing. Elvis is still alive. Right. So basically, and his mom is knocked up. Those are like the ways of proving it's all just weird. So so wait, but then that would mean that everyone that isn't is was alive in Jerry O'Connell's world is dead. If all the dead people are alive, that's a really good point. That that the episode, I'll be honest, didn't cover. So wow. the, it has yeah. So the world is JFK, Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> Martin Luther King. Right. I demand that the creator of Sliders do a Reddit. Ask me anything so that I can jacuse. Get to the bottom of the How far does this go? <laughs> I feel like I, I regard Reddit as one of those things that I just missed. Like I feel like I have I have a lot of conversations with like 27-year-olds. I'm 30. And it's like there's these things that just were cut off at that point and Reddit is one of them and Pokemon is one of I them. I worked <laughs> with, although I'll say this, because I, I feel Oh, I similarly... only talk to nerds, by the way. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 should, I should qualify. I, 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 I feel similarly about Reddit in that I feel like I just missed it and it's one thing that if you are into Reddit, Reddit is like there being running water or shelter. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, r- running water, shelter, Reddit. Right. Right. But I had I worked for a guy uh, uh, like a year ago on a writing job who was an older gent. He's probably in his 40s. And he was really into Reddit. But it was in a way that it was his own personal way to be uh, Harvey Dangerfield in or Rodney Dangerfield in Back to School. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like very, he was just like, hey, Reddit, they got a bunch of like <laughs> boobs on there and stuff. It's great. And then they just got That's weird, so like funny. messed up pictures. It's sweet. He was like living his own personal kind of like that was his little right. getaway into the world of being like you a know, Boy. <laughs> I think that Reddit. What, what's funny about it is that when we, I mean, I think we're all kind of a similar age, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like websites started to get really user friendly. Yeah, the ones that we use the most, like Twitter, right. has four buttons. Sure, and Facebook is all pictures. Like, it's I know where to go. There's a tiny right. emoji. Like, there's a little emoji that, the, that yeah, says I mean, my the, name. The, the Huffington yeah. Post, a great example. Yeah. It has boiled down the news yes. to like. Obama orders robots to kill. Absolutely. Here's some nip slips. Like (laughs) Hillary Duff said, what? (laughs) Right. But DC, that's a question. (laughs) (laughs) It would have to be, it would have to be Hillary Duff orders drone strikes. No, I feel like they, I feel like the the Huffington Post has a great deal. No, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Like, especially in the the political stuff. Like, uh, I only really looked at it during the election because Uh that the election for me was like, 
if you have something stressful in your life going on, you're like, okay, I can have this ice cream sundae. Uh-huh. That was like the election for me. It was like, I can read the Huffington Post. There's an election going on. <laughs> it's like news junk food. Yeah, you're, you're also talking about their like their quick their click through. Yes, bait, their which is like they Romney are said. great at that. Yeah, like check out this <laughs> these 17 things that Mitt Romney said that'll change your mind about yeah. the election. And it's just one sentence that's 17 words long. Uh-huh. It's like I am running for whatever. You know? yeah. It's for just right. president. president. Ezident, Ezident, yeah, exactly. Well, that was terrible. Nip slip yeah. gallery. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, Reddit is seems like I can't even get into that beast because it's a very old model right. of website. Like it doesn't – I cannot actually figure out how to navigate it. Right. How weird does that – I think it's very specific to like our age. Yeah. That just things became – it was like people that are older than us know how to navigate like geosites. And people <laughs> that are younger than us, maybe they're designing their own websites. But now like I feel like I fall exactly in the category where like I have no idea what I – I, there are a lot of message boards like I don't know my way around. Totally. I'll be honest Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Sure. I think – and yeah, and I, that's definitely where I feel and like internet grandpa. talking about like Honda Civics. <laughs> yeah. I, isn't that – don't you guys feel like when you do like – I feel like 40% of Google searches that I do, I somehow end up getting the answer from a, like, Honda Civic devotee, like, message board. You know what I mean? What? I don't know. I feel like I end up on, like, a Honda a Honda enthusiast. Maybe I have my own particular Google. What questions are so you asking? asking, like, a lot of Honda Civic no. questions? No. Yeah. It'll be like, hey, uh, who wrote? John Carter of Mars, the original novel. Sure. And then it'll just be on some sideboard, granted. They're not talking about spoilers for their Honda Civics, but it's on a Honda Civic. Somebody's message like, board. I just bought a interests. new Honda Civic. Yeah, exactly. right. There's a John Carter novel in the site, <laughs> sure. written by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess every every forum does have a miscellaneous Precisely. section or an other section. So I guess what you're, I mean, maybe that even makes sense because a Honda Civic is such a ubiquitous car. It is, yeah. it is the, you know, most purchased Listen, car or Malcolm something. Gladwell's next book reveals that the most interested, knowledgeable people about every topic are secretly also drive Honda Civics. <laughs> are you talking right. about the Civics point? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? The, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. If you drive your Civic for 10,000 miles, yeah. then you will. <laughs> right. So I guess know about the Honda Civic message board miscellaneous section is maybe the most diverse place in the world. Like maybe so. that is the it's greatest. It's like a story of Queens. It's got the most... <laughs> most uh, races and, and ethnicities and right. people from all walks of life. Honda message boards, such cute it's little the bodegas. American dream. Yeah. Such cute <laughs> totally. little bodegas. <laughs> yeah, you have a, they have a steam tray filled with tamales. It's great. <laughs> They're really good, actually. I know it seems like they've been sitting out all day, but you have to. They are them. so good. They're really and the good. The little old lady who owns it is so cute. Uh, sorry, I was just being a guy from. Hey, Queens. would you buy mango from the side of the street? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I sometimes purchase those Cause that happened fruta on the fresca way, on the way here, and I just tubes. wanted to just get an opinion on that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think you're, you're good. I okay. think that's probably a pretty good mango. Yeah, I thought about it. I mean, he was wearing a full suit. Wow. So I thought to myself, mm. that guy's got to be a, you know, he's a salesman. He's not just pe- <laughs> right. he's not just peddling mangoes. He's the he's Willy, real... the Willie Loman. Yeah, he of... is. Yeah, yeah. Attention must be paid. <laughs> he's so, the, he's the Jack mangoes. Lemon from yeah. uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> yes. You got to buy these mangoes, kid. These are the best. Um, that was a, oh, also a weird um, "Bye Bye Birdie" voice I was doing. <laughs> by the way, not a "Hi Helen, Hi <laughs> <Bye>, mangoes." <laughs> um, it, now the it didn't come with the chili powder pre-sprinkled Ooh, on it, right? That is no, jam. it didn't. But he had sort of constructed like a hanger. Like almost like a pants hanger mm-hmm. with two little clips, mm-hmm. and then there were two bags of like long bags of mangoes, and he was just holding it up by the middle part. Anyway, I just thought that was 
what great, first of all, ingenious packaging. Can I just say a long bag of mangoes is either the most pleasant or least pleasant combination of words (laughs) I've ever heard. I can't decide. (laughs) I think it depends on my mood. Right. Yeah, but if if you imagine it, it's even more disgusting than just the way if you say it. Like if you imagine a long bag of mangoes. Or something being compared to Uh a long, just like she was like a long bag of mangoes. What if you put it in a Speedo or like a swim cap? Think about that. Just putting a bag inside of like a a kind of a latexy. Oh, You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's really unpleasant. Would heat up real fast. (laughs) And I I always say, what's better than a hot car mango that you got on the side of the road, you know? Nothing. Nothing on a hot day. Um, to, to, To double back a bit into the world of celebrities that you can get just by picking up the phone. Uh, I saw a billboard on the way over here that kind of blew my mind a little bit. It was for a um, for a cop show on TNT. Um, Southland? I can't remember the name. It might have been. It's for a cop show on TNT. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm not the audience. I don't. That's not my not my world. I've never watched. I I couldn't tell you the difference between Rizzoli and Isles, to tell you the truth. I think that's the whole premise. Yeah. is that there is one. <laughs> oh, right. Is that they're very one's different. Rizzoli and one. You're right. Yeah, there's and just, one's always farting. <laughs> yeah, it's an Italian person and then somebody else that's not Italian. Right. I think is the main mm-hmm. point. someone that came comes yeah. from several islands. Yeah, has ex- Isles. exactly. There's Rizzoli and someone who has never had a cannoli. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's like half of their stuff. It's actually my dad wrote that show because he's like a pretty hardcore, you know, Italian guy. So it's just right. mostly him writing about how he'll never going to go to a sushi restaurant because they don't have good meatballs. You know? Karen, like did that. you get tired when you were growing up of watching cop shows and have and thinking maybe you were related to the villain? You know what is so amazing is Damn it, everybody in my entire family has gold chains except for like really? my immediate family. Mm. Because my dad is adopted, so like I look oh, like this. Sure. But everybody else in my family are named like Frankie and Flory, and then also Frankie and Flory. Like they name their kids. And then like after Lil them. Frankie. Yeah, exactly. Big Frankie. Carla. Carl. Sure. Mm-hmm. Carl's Carl. <laughs> and then Carla's Carl. <laughs> so yes, is my okay, point. Fantastic. Lots of chest hair. Tons of V-necks. Yeah. And then this, and then I look like this. So I just get to ride. I just get to roll through the world, just thinking like, oh. I know so much. Look at this. I've seen so many. <laughs> Look at all so this. So many Italian horns. Do people tell you that you, you're you getting too skinny and that you need to eat something? Pe- yeah, people say, eat something. People mm. say, uh, let me come over to your house and make you sausage and peppers. That's what my dad would like to wow, say. Wow, okay. When you're in college, sometimes he just shows up, makes What's your a- entire friendship group sausage and peppers. <laughs> That's great. Which right. is great, but also hard to explain at the time. What is the most stereotypically Italian thing you've heard in earnest? You can think about that. Okay, I will. Let me move on to this yeah. billboard, and then I, I'll come back to <laughs> yeah. you for uh, harsh Italian stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, so this billboard is from g- generic TNT cop show. The tag, or what was beneath the title to to get you to watch, was produced by Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, I've seen the promos for this. It's like a Boston one, right? Okay. I think because it's, wow. it's like Boston's finest, I think. Now, even be Donnie Wahlberg is a... Former new kid on the block? Yes. Correct me. Correct. Oh, yeah. Why is that a selling point for a cop show well, he if had a that, former new kid on the block? He had that great role in whatever the fuck that movie is the where he sense. sees dead people. The yeah. Sense. Who was he in that? He's like the guy He's with the, the gun. He's got incident. undies on. Yeah. Oh, he, really? That was Dottie yes. Wahlberg? Yeah. Wow. That's like his big comeback. Like that is challenge. a good part. Yeah. But guys, you know what I often think He transformed think to myself, for that. Related yes. to Donnie Wahlberg mm-hmm. and how Donnie Wahlberg is... 
less than Mark Wahlberg. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. He just is. Oh, for sure. Is that there? Uh, yeah, I can see. I can see that math problem on an algebra yeah. test. The, uh, <laughs> the alligator's al- mouth is eating <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> of course, it does not um, want to eat Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, is that uh, you know when I'm feeling down about myself or my place, my place in in the world? Mm-hmm. I think you know there was a time, <clears throat> probably a long time, where Mark Wahlberg was jealous of Donnie Wahlberg. Oh yeah, sure. And then I think you know I'll all will never be... be as great as Donnie. <laughs> exactly, and it probably seemed insurmountable to him the idea right. that he would ever be half as good as 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 Donnie Wahlberg. And in general, congratulations mm. to that guy for just proving us all wrong. Like mm-hmm. he's going to start with underwear, then critical acclaim. You know, yeah. just from undies to acclaim. I think his you left brother out the funky acclaim bunch. to undies. Yeah, and he, I he, Mark was even <laughs> allied with a funky bunch at one yeah, point. Yeah, he was. Also, he. I mean, he's modeled a prosthetic penis. Mm-hmm. Like he's had a career. Sure, Wahlberg's no Wahlberg's done it all basically, and that's that's where he, that's how he got that job on Boogie Nights is he was modeling prosthetic penises <laughs> yeah, at yeah. a trade show, <laughs> right? Which Paul Thomas Anderson happened to be at. <laughs> well, honestly, it looks pretty real. Get him in here. <laughs> he's already wearing it. Can you keep <laughs> this on for another eight weeks? <laughs> they shot that scene at the trade show. Everything. Right, wow. and then then he went. This gives me an idea for a whole yeah. movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This, I was just shooting a screensaver. This funky young man who I recognized from Fear. <laughs> I bet that Donnie Wahlberg went with Mark Wahlberg to the premiere of Fear and probably had this attitude of like, you know what? Good for him. Good for little little bro makes good. Or big bro. I don't yeah. know their age. I think Donnie's oh, older. Yeah, yeah, Mark's definitely the baby. Yeah, and mm. then... And then now he probably shows up to the premiere of these Oscar bait movies with a with a very different attitude. I'm right. guessing that Donnie Wahlberg is a shitty cynical guy. <laughs> oh, you think he was like condescending initially? Like, yeah, hey, hey, man, this is pretty good for you. It's a good. This look is for a you. great. I mean, this is a great teen thriller. I mean, you finger bang that girl on the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. that's you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. I'll and say this: it's people, a lot. You look you, like you're having fun. If up you there. don't want to be a dick, never give the compliment. That's good for you. <laughs> right. And now you think he just watches all of Mark. Movies like through a window in a wall that he's constructed of only new kids in the block, uh, Barbie <laughs> right. style action figures, all right. just all his model, and then three taken out in the middle to form a perfect window. <laughs> then he watches a TV through there just to remind himself I that do there was a time. Now I do think that yeah. I didn't before. Now I do. Uh-huh. I thought yeah. maybe it was going to be all TVs that are all playing different Mark Wahlberg movies. <laughs> that's how he's plotting his revenge. He's looking for patterns. Oh yeah. You know? And things, I bet that he can <laughs> I bet the happening drives him nuts. Then <laughs> it's like this is the one. It's uh, here. I know it's here. But so why does when you're when you're looking around the schedule when you're when you're when you're poking through the listings on your DVR and you're wondering what cop show to watch? Why why do you give one a chance because it was produced by Donnie Wahlberg? I'm not saying that Donnie Wahlberg shouldn't produce a cop show. I'm about to coin a word. Please. Bostenticity. I was just not that word, not at all. <laughs> but I was just going to say it's these it's it's Boston Brothers. That's what's happening. Yep. The Afflecks mm-hmm. and yep. the Wahlbergs are like Toe to toe in a stare down over just like no, you don't understand what it's like to be from Southie. And I, no, you don't understand what. It's and like. I think the Wahlberg brothers have seen an opening because Affleck's last movie took place in Affleck's first last movie took place in Iran. Yes, oh yeah, exactly. and there Couldn't, was no Boston connection to that. Right, right. Oh yeah, so, so now, now they're, they're like, like we can, who's gonna make the Boston we shit? Can flood Affleck's, the zone. Affleck's over it. Mm-hmm. He's making these big political thrillers. Yeah, who will who will make movies about guys? Who pock the car? Yeah, 
Yeah. They're going to align and with the I card talk And I would also guys. add that, right. yeah. <laughs> that there's very little difference between a Mark Wahlberg and uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. I mean, on paper or visually. Sure, yeah. I mean, I if, mean you, you if, know, if you squint. They're, sim- they're more sim- similar than they are different. Same guy. So you think that it's it's when when people are saying, okay, here's a here's a cop show set in Boston. I'm I don't want this to be some fair weather, right. some Hollywood Jew, right. writing a show about what he thinks it's like no. to be from Boston. I want this to have an authentic voice. I want this to have the right stuff. Is what this guy is saying to himself while he's considering whether or not to DVR this mm-hmm. show, and not the astronaut right stuff. <laughs> no. The <laughs> is there another pe- person or si- or sibling group that is as affiliated with a city as those people are with Boston? No. I think it's very funny that there's a competition between uh, two the siblings. Who is in Chicago? I guess. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe. maybe twenty years ago, thirty years ago. That's funny because there's currently a Belushi that's running uh, like an off gym move. Okay, partially back to Chicago, and he runs like a comedy club. Yeah, like that does stand up. Right. And it's all local stand-ups, and it used to run for a long time. It has been running for a couple of years. And then he bought in this year, uh-huh. uh, made a majority of the ownership. Mm-hmm. So this is what's amazing about this is because for years it's been running like local showcases. Like I would perform there. Now, sometimes it's like people you that are – You moved to L.A. from yeah. Boston very – or from Chicago, Chicago yeah. very recently. Okay. Right. So uh, it would be it would be like local comics have mm-hmm. been doing it for two, three years or something like that. And then just two or three times a month, it's just Jim Belushi. So like that's what the, what's Jim Belushi's stand up like? First of all, I don't think he does stand up. Okay. Yeah, and second of all, that's their current schedule is just like unnamed person that runs a great local room. Mm-hmm. This other guy that had a write up in Time Out Chicago, Jim Belushi. <laughs> then after that, it'll be like I just I love the. Well, I think he thinks he's keeping the lights on. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I gotta come in and help these guys out. I mean, I think I've he... never heard of these kids before. I, I Who are these? Is. Who's this? Who's this girl with the with the haircut? She couldn't even afford an entire haircut. I gotta get in there. <laughs> She's no long haired. Le- Wait, no. <laughs> she is. The cap came off. I gotta get in there. Bring some of my according to Jim clout. Right. And and stories. Uh huh. My according to Jim anecdotes. Yeah. Well, maybe it is more of a This American Life kind of storytelling thing of just what it's like being on set. And according to Jim, I think it's awesome. And I also act hope... one craft services were great. Right. <laughs> act two, the read throughs were fun. <laughs> That's the uh, This American Life about according to Jim. Right. Guys. Act guys. three, and then the rap party, <laughs> and then like a slow music fade in. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the sound of children playing uh-huh. yeah. to begin a story, to give it, like, an authenticity. I'm sitting in, you know, <laughs> that's an interesting NPR uh, aesthetic, I find. Mm-hmm. The sound of, like, children playing or, or fishermen throwing around fish or whatever. And then the yeah. person being like, I found myself at a, you know. Right. Yeah. That, like, street noise right, is exactly. so coveted. <laughs> like, if you, can, if you can hear the hustle and bustle mm. of the barrio behind right. whatever they're doing, right. exactly. it's automatically that much and more then, like, authentic. You know, and then some actual recorded dialogue from on that location from, like, a very well-meaning graduate student you can tell is wearing a Patagonia jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but God bless those interns who have to spend their entire internship just standing on a street corner right, vaguely getting, filming sounds. <laughs> getting, I guess yeah. it's a bus. 
sickening background so. noise. If you see someone Just... taking a picture, you're like, oh, yeah, they're taking pictures. Everyone takes pictures of everything all the time. It's 2013. If you see someone with just a microphone <laughs> pointing it at a fire hydrant. Yeah, you call the police. You really You do. call the because that's the world's biggest weirdo. <laughs> you know, it is funny. Yeah, maybe, maybe NPR at this point has like a sound bank of background noises. Maybe they do have... Barrio, they have, uh, you know, a uh, place where fish are being unloaded from a boat All to right, a truck. I want truck. you to take up the barrio and then down the Seattle fish market and just kind of mix those together and it'll be like a Mexican fish market. Right. So you're saying the Skrillex of NPR yeah. comes in and just kind of like mixes and then like drops the barrio on people and people just go right. nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. When, that, when that barrio background drops... <laughs> Tote bags in the air. People just a tote bag sailing across the venue like the, graduation caps. A public radio they're watching, tiesto. They're National public tiesto. Yeah. National public tiesto. Uh, yeah, and then everybody uh, – and then, you know, some people are ODing on kombucha <laughs> while they're watching this, listening to this. Too many active cultures. Cameron, have you figured out what the most uh, uh, stereotypically Italian thing you've well, ever heard? okay. I th- my initial answer – Sausage and, and I'm peppers is with it. pretty good. My initial answer, you can tell me what you think. My initial answer, I'm sticking with it, is that my dad thought that uh, go up the stairs was an Italian word when he was a child that meant go upstairs. But that's just actually how his grandmother talked. My dad also thinks he speaks Italian because right. of this. Like he because of these up, kind of, of yeah, like go up the stairs. Yeah. These yeah. accented words. Mm. Yes. So when we were when I went to Italy with my family, we drove to where my mom's family is from, and he just was rolling down the window and yelling out my mom's maiden, like her right. family's maiden name, at like farmers that were just going like. Wait, what now? Because yeah. he was just rolling down the window. Do you mind? Like, I'm trying to protect Michael Corleone over yeah. here <laughs> with my goats exactly. and my shotgun. But in his mind, somebody was going to be so excited like, wait, you're yelling a last name. That's not like he thought we were going to have this big. Right. You know, but. Because, you, I mean, you just wander aimlessly hoping someone will just yell <laughs> Esposito. And then I'm like, yeah. so then, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> <And> me. <laughs> and cut to them pouring a jug of wine down my throat. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm still working on my title. Yeah, yeah work on it. DC yeah, okay. Pearson, Pope of Getting Down. DC Pearson's got it locked in. Shit! Come on. Up your, step up your game. Professional lesbian. I'm not, though. I'm so much more than that. <laughs> you did bring a briefcase. Hippest girl in the room. I did bring you did a bring briefcase. a briefcase filled with Ani DeFranco CDs. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're the most professional lesbian. <laughs> ladies, ladies. Uh, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> I do start all sexual acts with a brief PowerPoint. <laughs> Just to go through what we're going to have some really interesting yeah. transitions. Yeah. <laughs> sure. A lot of fun clip art. Yeah, sometimes a Tinkerbell will fly in and then she goes, bing, you know, with Ooh, her wand. that's cool. And then, you know, those PowerPoints can be so, those pre-sex PowerPoints <laughs> can be so dull. It's they, nice that you take the time. You've got to add a little pizzazz, some sound effects. A little quick sure. time. You hit click and then a little video plays. <laughs> right, right. Of us having sex. And they're like, how did you, are we, we haven't even... And I'm like, no, no, it's this whole... I'm a looper. Yeah. 
FYI. <laughs> By the way, um, no messages on the Jumbotron this week. Uh, if you would like your message on the Jordan Jesse Go Jumbotron, very affordable. If you are a business who would like to uh, have your message shared on Jordan Jesse Go, also very affordable. Why don't you go to over to uh, maximumfund.org slash Jumbotron and get that information. Uh, and hey, while, while you're surfing the net, uh, why not head over to boatparty.biz, the home of the Atlantic Ocean Music and Comedy Festival, a, uh, a a comedy and music cruise presented by MaximumFun.org. You got Mark Marin, you got Maria Banford, Dan Deacon, Amy Mann, tons and tons of cool stuff uh, on an ocean liner out in the middle of the ocean. BoatParty.biz. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, this is Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland, reminding you to listen to Dave Hill's podcasting incident, what critics are already calling basically the greatest podcast of all time, and you can ask anyone. And what makes it even better is that it's now part of the incredible Maximum Fun Network, which is great for me. They sent me a t-shirt, and so far the sex has been incredible. Anyway, you can listen to it on iTunes or by going to MaximumFun.org, the popular website on the internet. Dave Hill's podcasting incident. It's pretty much just like me making out with your ears or something. Okay, thanks. Bye. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Cameron Esposito, professional lesbian. I like it. It's, get, I'm going to stick with it for Stick now. with it. Say it with confidence. Yes. DC Pearson, professional lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you need to, you see, you need to say it with all the confidence that DC says it with. That was very. <laughs> Jordan, you're not supposed to favor your children. That's true. You're I'm, not supposed I'm, to compare them. I'm, you know? I'm just trying to, trying to light a fire under her ass, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, I mean, listen, I want my ass to go pow as much as the rest of us. I just don't know how to, you know, lady comic. What do I say about myself? Interesting hip lady with boots. What can I say? There's so many options. You know? Th- that's true. And you say boy detective, but I don't know how many crimes you've solved. None. And I and I don't just I don't expect nickname. you to prove it. But at the same time, I am not a liar. I've been indicted. Yeah. Uh, well, that's. Yeah. I think Guilty. that's. I think that's <laughs> as, on all counts. Now it's now uh, now that my uh, credibility is being called into question, <laughs> it's as good a time as any to listen to some phone calls uh, from our listeners. Uh, Brian, why don't you why don't you boot it up? Hi, Jordan, Jessica. This is Molly. I'm in Boston. Um, I have a momentous occasion. I'm watching the installers at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston install two of my paintings. Um, and it's pretty cool. And I'm really excited. All right. Thank you. Bye. Very exciting. Yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah, and they're parking those paintings in the museum. I've been like to my that. Boston voice. I've been to that museum. Oh, yeah? And so awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's like the place. She's that's, that's the place it. in Boston. Yep, that is she's it. She's doing it. That is to she's Boston there. what the Jim Belushi's comedy club <laughs> right. is to yeah. the comedy scene in Chicago. Yeah. As that's much it. of an honor as it is for you to have a painting hung in Jim Belushi's <laughs> comedy Personal club, Personal <laughs> Museum Comedy Club. Yeah, he has he has great taste in art, right? Rothko Belushi. Yeah, a lot of Rothkos. 
and several pictures of him of himself. I think mostly right. Mm-hmm. Just an Andy Warhol style yeah. painting <laughs> of Jim Belushi, hey, like a weird tank with like a Damien Hirst, like just Jim Belushi in it. Or yeah. it's just, it's... Oh, when you said tank, I I imagined that you meant like a Jim Belushi screen printed tank top. Oh. and to <clears throat> me that is art. No, I meant like a No Limit Records style like golden tank. Yeah, <laughs> like I, get what you, I totally get what you're saying too. I'm just saying is one of these. Better than the other because no, I don't know. I feel like them. they're they're neck and neck. No, yeah. they're, they're all they're all they're all God's children. Yeah. <laughs> um, I something I guess if I had paintings hanging in uh, a a prominent museum of modern art, I think on on a lazy day I would be really tempted to just go in there and hang out by them and see what people were saying because I mean you know. Probably your picture isn't next to them. You could just hang out and listen to people react to the work. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like I feel... that your picture would be your headshot. Yeah, right. Oh, man. They're... I hope that listeners actually know what I'm talking about. I can't remember if this is like a radio lab or if I heard... where I heard this. But... Yeah. Do you guys know who Cindy Sherman is? Sounds familiar. Yeah, so she's like a she's a photographer and she takes all these pictures of herself, but she's always looking different. Uh-huh. And there was a gal that was going to her exhibit and standing there and telling people like, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Cindy Sherman." Because like nobody really knows what she looks like, but then it actually wasn't Cindy Sherman because Cindy they Sherman like tracked her down and she wasn't there. She just didn't know oh, that this gal was going around and I saying see. that she was. And they there was like a phone call with Cindy Sherman who was like, "Hey." Actually, I didn't set that up, yeah. but I think that's a great idea. And if anybody else wants to do that, continue to do it. I'm not against I love it, it at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, it seems like this woman who did this had a long game in mind. And that long game is, I want Errol Morris to make a movie about me. <laughs> like, what, what can I do to ensure that Errol Morris will someday make a movie about me? I felt like that way about the uh, Manny Teo stuff. I'm like, this oh, is just, yeah. this is a college football player with a dream of having an Errol Morris movie made about him. So he did the weirdest thing in the world. How has yeah. Errol Morris not made a movie about the guy that was pretending to be Terry Jacks, singer of Seasons in the Sun in the 70s? Yeah. In a sort of pre-music video era, I, there was apparently a dude that was just going around when Seasons in the Sun was a really big yeah. song, like a big one-hit wonder. He's like, yeah, I'm Terry Jacks. I'll play at your bar. Give me a lot of money. Huh. Play Seasons what? in the Sun. And people were like, yep, that Wait, but then out. would he play it? Yeah, I think so. And it was fine? Or people, people were, were like... Down. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So what I'm saying is any one of us can claim to be Terry Jacks. He's like Creative Commons. <laughs> right. Sure. I've actually I've been touring as DC Pearson for years. It's going yeah. well, yeah. right? Because it's like a neutral gender Yeah, exactly. Name. There's like six people in every town that are like, yes. Oh, you, right. So you, I mean, maybe you can like franchise out yourself, you know, because yeah. you can't oh, be everywhere worth. I do. That's once. actually a really great idea because I do frequently get people on Twitter that are like, hey, my friends say that I look like you. And more often than not, I would say one out of two, I click on it. And I'm like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. You know, what else is a great idea? Send some of those other people to be in competing car insurance commercials. Oh. Because you can't compete with yourself. That's right. true. Yeah, I maybe feel... set these guys up with some auditions for okay. Progressive. Yeah. Okay. DCU uh, have a very popular car commercial. All state all commercial, state commercial yeah. running. Uh, but it's funny because – I say popular I go... like commercials get ratings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that one. But it's not a lot. It's not a lot. It is not a lot. I see it a bunch. Uh, people recognize me from it pretty frequently, but – it's interest. It's an interesting commentary on the effectiveness of marketing because almost every one of them says a different car insurance uh, company. <laughs> right. They, th- there's some people like, oh, Allstate, but other people like State Farm, 
farmers. Also, a lot of them have farm or or state right. in them, so I understand yeah. why they would be confused. Progressive, Geico, uh, and then other ones that I've just never heard of. It's like, hey, Danny's car insurance. <laughs> <laughs> My Uncle Danny's car insurance company. Does your Uncle Danny have commercials? No, but I love that. That's a great idea. We Think should start about a it. boutique car insurance company. Oh, like a white yeah. label. Oh, like wow. a micro brew. Locally grown car insurance. That is a great it's idea. It's like, we'll paper your car door over in like paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. Did you and old guys cool newspapers. have like a, <laughs> like a local car insurance company that was really shitty where you grew up? Was that I a thing I think everywhere at all? does, yeah. Because in Chicago, there was one that was called like Eagle Man Car Insurance. <laughs> Eagle Man. And named they're... after a local urban legend. <laughs> but all of He their... would used to swoop down and steal the sheep. <laughs> you guys are acting as if that would be ridiculous, but that was all of their commercials was like a, a guy in a mascot costume of an eagle who was who like somebody would get in a car accident and then there would be like, a thunk on their roof and then they would be like wait a minute is that eagle man and then they'd go outside there would be a mascot laying a golden egg of savings on their car right after and that was and there were many of these I like to imagine that wow. that is like a weird rite of passage for performers that come from Chicago it's yeah. Like, yeah Hannibal Burris was in a Eagle Man commercial <laughs> yeah. Tina Fey Jim, Bel- Jim Belushi Spazito, the first yeah. Eagle Kumail Man Gianni. tons of different Eagle Man yeah. <laughs> it's like we just see a YouTube like just young Chicago based comedians mm-hmm. getting a golden egg landed on yeah top that's of when car. you know it's time to maybe yeah, move out like, to LA you know, it's I like o- well I've been Eagle Man IO main stage Jim Belushi comedy club Eagle Man Eagle Man LA. I've done I've done it all. Yeah. Uh, that that is that's delightful. I also like that they call it it's almost like they called it what everyone was going to end up calling it anyway. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if they had just had a thing that's like the Eagle Car Insurance Company or whatever. It's like American not American Eagle, that's a clothing label. But like Everyone, if they had an Eagle Man in their commercials, was going to end up calling it like, ah, it's a fucking Eagle Man car insurance. You know, and it, they just called it what they also would end up might not it. be what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. Like, oh, it yeah. might be Eagle Car but if it is, Eagle fuck Man them. Car- they yeah. Seriously, they should have named it Eagle Man. And it might still be. We'll have to look it up. On the, uh, on the subject of insurance mascots, um, I, I had a, a small victory um, maybe a year back. Uh, I, I've brought this up, but I—I I mean, I—I—I I, I think like a lot of guys ha- have a little bit of a crush on. Oh, I thought you were just going to say I think like a lot of guys. I think like a lot and of then guys. Sell us on you being the new editor in chief of Maxim. Right. I love hot wings, gear, <laughs> gadgets. <laughs> Taking it up gear. the butt. Oh, gear. What was that Go last fuck one? Yourself. Gear. <laughs> well, a lot of guys do like that, though. Sure, that's, by, well, that's true. By gear, you mean uh, the implements that you use to do heroin, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I love belts, <laughs> spoons. Uh, um, you were saying. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a little bit of a crush on Flo, the progressive girl. Uh, it's it's. I, I feel like you know, progressive is right in her name. Right, exactly. And it, I should hope that our politics would match up. <laughs> um, I and you know, it, I feel like I got it early on, and now she's you know the commercials are a little annoying, and she's kind of all over the place. But I, I still have a little place in my heart for Flo, the progressive girl. I'm more of an Aaron Insurance man myself. <laughs> Cameron, you're fond of the general. <laughs> See, I feel like the general is America's crappy local car insurance. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. That's it just is. the generic evil Where you're man. Like, is this for mattresses or car insurance? <laughs> what, I think it's... it might be both. But what do you think about the fact that she's like a serious actor? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, I don't know this about her. I know this well, about here, the Verizon he... guy. Yes. Yeah. He was a serious actor, then he got bought out for that contract, and then right. like that's just what he did for right. a long time. Like couldn't even 
couldn't even do plays. You yeah, know, like just, I bet it would. Yeah, it would yeah. be distracting yeah. if you're watching couldn't, um, couldn't Uncle Vanya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He takes he takes off his glasses to do the play, but then he can't see, so he has to right. p- eventually put oh, it back boy. on. Then everyone's just like, "Oh, that mm-hmm. guy," you know. But Can I, you hear me now, Korolev? <laughs> whatever, whatever. I don't know. Who, I don't know who's in. No, that was the first Russian name I could think. It. it was great. Yeah. I don't know the characters in the Cherry Orchard. Uh, or Uncle Vanya. Um, or, I guess Vanya. Yeah, that's he's fine. probably in it. Yeah. Uh, but so, that's like her job. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And and I was uh, I was in a I was in a I took a um, pilot writing class, and the teacher was kind of talking about um, you know her time in comedy and stuff like that. And she's like, and you know, I used to do shows with Flo the Progressive Girl, and my my instinct was to to blurt out, do you, do you know her and is she single? <laughs> uh, which was not my not my proudest right. moment. No. Um, Can I ask, there was no hand raising, right? No, I it just yelled just it out. It was an immediate reaction. Yeah. Right. Oh, you did okay. say it. I just yelled it out. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I just yelled it out. And she said, well, she's she's married. Um, and then she kind of gave was me... Was she patting your knee as she said this? Well, no, she, she, was, she she's like, she's married and she paused. Kinda... But she will take on some risk. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> right. She will. She will. She will. She'll raw dock it with you. If uh, she looked me, she kind of gave me the once over, and she's like, you know, but I think she would have liked you. Oh. And you know what? Could have been lip service. Could have been bullshit. But you know what? Every time that that dating gets a little bit hard, right? I like to think about that moment and that maybe, you know, in another life, in in, another on life. an Earth two, yeah. where Cameron Esposito does not have a podcast. That's right. Where John F. Kennedy survived. Me and uh, me and Cameron, you should uh, get a podcast. <laughs> you should podcast. Also, just, like, just like anyone else, my uh, JFK is actually American. Yeah, the original, <laughs> <laughs> the original Boston family. Wow, we have so many themes. Whoa. You know what I mean, guys? Weaving it all together. Yeah, this is what we call the prestige. <laughs> <laughs> I promise the turn. You know, the there's a lot of gals that I'm sure would put on that look for you. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's of gals a pretty, that already have. Yeah, like, but that's like a yeah, pretty attainable. I, I mean, let's say you found some gal you really sure. liked her personality. It's just a bottle of red hair dye, a bump it, mm-hmm. put, a little, <laughs> put a little headband on in front of that, red lips. Maybe and if, I, I think she's probably wearing some, fa- some thick eyelashes. There's probably yeah. a pretty healthy f- uh, flow from progressive cosplay scene. Oh, maybe yeah. this year at Comic-Con. Uh, actually, right. well, I can. I have a plus one to insurance con. <laughs> insurance mascot con? Yeah, uh, I'm on a panel with the money with eyeballs on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the seventh caveman, they're like Doctor Who. Yeah, they sure. And then people the talk about their caveman. favorite caveman and then yeah, exactly. make fun of people who like the caveman before or after. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you can come check that out. Yeah. I, she probably she's probably graduated out of that. Scene, yeah, but I'm still. Yeah, you actually, can... how come are you? How come you're not on the insurance uh, spokesperson panel at South by this year? Isn't that like a little bit? Yeah, it feels like a real right. Oh, I mean, not to yeah, not to like. We're not. You're saying that is that... to being an insurance spokesman. What the Eagle Man, being the Eagle Man, <laughs> is to being a Chicago, <laughs> Chicago comedy. comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's it just feels like South by is you know like where you right. get just like right. new breaking stuff. Right. So it just makes me wonder if. Maybe you're old. Yeah, wow. You're stale. I should, uh, I'm a little no. mad at. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring That's that up. Weird. I just think no, you should talk to your management weird. about yeah, it because it, yeah. it feels like you should be on that panel. Kind of a missed opportunity. I feel like yeah. It's like I know there's a you know there's a line between being like assertive and, and active, and mm-hmm. then other. It's like I'm just missing out on things. You know I also I mean? don't know if that would be comedy, music, or interactive, but there's gotta be. <laughs> I think all three. Yeah. I, there's gotta be. Yeah. At least because because of the Bollywood version of yeah. it that we did. That's the music part. <laughs> and, I, and I hope I think Doritos it's, it's is a four-hour commercial. There's lots of paper. It's <laughs> pretty exciting. Uh, Brian, do you got one more call there in the hopper? 
Hi, this is Brandon from Oakland, California, and I just had a tooth pulled. I didn't even make it to 40 with all of my teeth. Still got gauze in my mouth, and I got a bone graft from cadaver bone, so I totally, like, got a dead person stuffed in there and then sewn in. Really weird. And uh, I tried the volume, so I'm kind of out of it. So <laughs> there's my momentous occasion. I don't know if you can understand anything that I'm saying. Okay, bye. This call makes me realize that if I ever teach a class about, like, diction, yeah, I will insult my least favorite student by saying, you sound like somebody that just had a tooth pulled, got a tooth graft from a dead person, <laughs> and is on Valium, so they're a little out of it. And I, they're calling a podcast. <laughs> I thought her th- momentous occasion was going to be, I have just won my camp's chubby bunny contest. Right, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so what I would watch out for in her scenario where you have a cadaver's, uh, I don't know why I'm assuming it's a cadaver, it's a con, it's a convict. They always uh, are. Because how is it supposed to possess you? Right. Uh, so watch out for uh, basically them biting your Chinese enemies. Yeah. And, <laughs> Chinese right. Enemies. Teeth murder, I think, yeah. is a big yeah, one that could sure. come up Bite for death. you. Uh, you don't know, you know where that's been. But also, way to go. I mean, just yeah. just looking into the face of sure. Put it in there, you know. Put that bone from a person I don't know that's a dead person. Yeah, right in there. Shove it in. I love. I love. I think she's sure. a hero. Yeah, yeah. No, I think me that's too. Bravery. Cause... I'm. I'm really proud of her. Yeah, we commend you. Right, lady with uh, with a serial killer. You're the real too. hero. I think that yeah the the boring version of that movie where. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, boring version the exciting going. version is you get the serial killer's bones in your mouth, mm-hmm. and then you bite, bite, kill Chinese yep. enemies. The boring version is just like, oh, that serial killer just had a horrible diet, and you know, maybe it's a vegetarian who all of a sudden is, is craving hot dogs or something, and then it's just onion an, rings. Yeah, an eating rampage. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other the other option is just that that it's like somebody's. Mouth who had uh, like no braces, really bad overbite. Because there's a there, yeah murder, death. Or that's the, an option. The sure. other other option is that person was a spy that got killed before they could use their cyanide capsule that was oh, in nice. their tooth. Yeah, and you got the tooth that has that's the cyanide capsule. Really like, interesting. What's in one? here? Oh, you're dead. Bite. Sure. <laughs> and, and then I, they're like, oh my god, she was an operative. See, that's really because wow. I was just going to go for the horror movie that's wearing braces again as an adult. Because <laughs> my mom had to do that. It's like, called Midnight like Tom ago. Cruise. Yeah, the movie. it was really intense for her. Did she? She did. Yeah, she had to have braces. Wow. She never had them when she was a kid. She had them when she was like 55. Mm-hmm. And she was all very embarrassed because sure. that's, I mean, nobody knows. Everybody's like, hey, I know you have braces, but I don't want to bring it up. You know, like it's, it's like right. this. It's this braces in the room with you. I feel like sure. it's the, yes, it's the face elephant in the room. Yeah, it Particularly is. stigmatizing now because people would in their head be like, why couldn't she just do Invisalign? Well, see, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Five years ago, Invisalign, not a thing. Right. So, wow. She just missed. She, it's she like just, your mom and Invisalign is like me and Reddit. She missed the Invisalign. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Cameron Esposito, professional lesbian. That's what we like. DC Pearson, Pope of Getting Down. Like it. Guys, this has been a ton of fun. Thanks for, thanks for being here. 
This is great. I actually I had a great time. Thank you for having us, Jordan. DC Pearson, you of course uh, have a new young adult yes. book out called Crap Kingdom. Crap Kingdom. Can you give us a brief synopsis of the story sure in I case can. people are shopping for a young adult? Crap Kingdom, uh, or just for themselves? For themselves, uh, because uh, I think it's very accessible to grown-ups as well. But it's a young adult comedic fantasy adventure about a kid who uh, finds out that he is the chosen one in a magical fantasy realm parallel <laughs> to our own, and then he finds out that the magical fantasy realm in which he's the chosen one is really, really crappy. Right. Because uh, it's the one where Cameron Esposito doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's available now in bookstores, on e-readers, and uh, everywhere that fine books are sold. And I would really appreciate you buying it right this very second. Um, and because uh, I'm trying to get uh, very hard to get on the uh, New York Times bestseller list. Oh, yeah. Out. And this right now, when you're hearing this, is I think still within the window of my first week of sales. So you, you buying my book would always help me. But right at this very moment is Especially the, the apogee of helpfulness. Don't don't delay folks if 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 that if that title sound if that synopsis sounds delightful if you like the the wit and wisdom of dc pearson i would suggest mostly the wisdom yeah the wisdom my generation's irma (laughs) bombay the wit eh. but the wisdom Wisdom. eh. um well that's great yes uh is there a particular website you want people to go to or just yeah if you want links to purchase it uh it's at crapkingdom.com um i also just in, in in conjunction with putting my book out uh put out uh, half an hour of stand-up comedy and my one-person storytelling show DC Pearson is Bad at Girls for free online. Both of them are 18 or over. NSFW. Sure. You can go to youtube.com slash DC Pearson to see those. And if you enjoy them, or if you've enjoyed this, or if you enjoy anything, uh, buy my book. If you enjoy enjoy pleasure. If if you enjoy pleasure. uh, If you're not someone that has had the pleasure centers of their brain removed uh, or damaged by having, uh, I don't know, being given a convict's brain from a Chinese prison, uh, it's crapkingdom.com. Uh, Cameron Esposito, uh, you of course are doing uh, stand-up comedy all over the country. I am. Uh, is there is there is there a place people can see you do stand-up comedy? There is, and also this is great because there's also an accessible place that they can hear me do stand-up hey. comedy. Because every Tuesday night here in LA, mm-hmm. I have a show at the UCB Theater, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, that's called "Put Your Hands Together." Uh, DC Pearson has done it, and you are scheduled I will to do be it doing it. Soon enough time, uh, Mr. Jordan Morris. And it's a it's also available as a podcast, mm-hmm. which is actually the first of its kind. So Yeah, you I'm don't really hear about, about too many stand up podcasts. It's a show weekly stand up podcast, and we're also trying to do it with minimal editing. So uh-huh. sometimes people don't want their sets on there because they're prepping for TV or sure. something else. And so then we put in like a little interview. But other than that, it really is Almost as if you're at the live show. I do some hosting up top. and Oh, that's great. It's a really neat experience. People that have not been in Los Angeles, that haven't had a chance to come see the show, have uh, been in touch and, and commented that it's a really great time to, to uh, be able to see what it's like at an alt comedy show. Like yeah. If you live in Kansas – and a ton of local com- or a ton of comics don't come through sure. where you live, this is a great way to listen to the people that are on the – Way up in stand-up comedy and also the big names that are happening right now. I thought you were going to say people that are on the way down. No. <laughs> <laughs> like a Jordan Morris. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who is, has seen better days. Oh, but um, that's called put your, your, put your hands together. Put your hands together. And, yeah. and, and we were being comically cagey about another podcast project that yes. you have. We're not sure if we are allowed to announce it. In addition to put your hands together, yes. which we are free to talk about and yes. say is great and encourage people to download uh, more than once Absolutely. per week. They Delete should. it, download it again. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, 
you may or may not have a podcast coming out on the Max Fun Network. Uh, so I would just maybe encourage people to keep keep checking maxfun.org, maybe follow you on Twitter. Yeah, and keep your ear to the ground for any mention of uh, uh, Wham Bam Pow. Wham any, Bam Pow. Any mention of those words together. Right. Any mention of that. There Now, a specific ass is not involved. No, it's not an ass that goes pow. It is a wham-bam that goes pow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to clarify yeah. because I didn't, you no know. No asses are involved. I didn't want to cross is any wires. Is there a ramalama ding-dong in a <laughs> <laughs> There will be if you come on the show. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe. So, podcast, wham-bam-pow. May or may not happen. That's all we can say. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, again, if you'd like a Jumbotron message shared, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Check out BoatParty.biz. Give us a call if you want your momentous occasion played on the show, 206-984-4FUN. Discuss the show in the forums. Rate us on iTunes. Gosh darn it. Uh, Brian Fernandez helping us out on the boards. Love you by the free design. Our theme music. We'll see you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.